Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Good morning. It's Monday, March 21st. And futures are down, um, slightly down. Dow is down about 93. Most of that 93 is um, supposedly due to Boeing uh, being down, I think, around 180 or so. Uh, it was up in the 190s. Um, they, there was a plane crash in China at, yeah, Boeing at 180. Um, but there was a plane crash in China. It was a 737, not a 737 max. Uh, so, um, reports are still coming in. I don't know that there's any survivors, blah, 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 blah. Um, but that's essentially, uh, what the market's doing yesterday. It was kind of flat. Uh, Tesla is making a move up nine seventeen twelve dollars in the pre market. Um, my guess is the Tesla gets to a thousand again, um, and then probably pulls back. Devon Energy up a dollar fifty six to fifty nine. Said buy that at fifty three. Um, when it pulled back there, Exxon at seventy nine. I think Chevron is slightly down, but but oils are are moving up. UCO is up in the pre market. Everything you know. Essentially, what's happened with uh oil is that the EU is considering um, a ban on Russian uh, energy. Um, I don't know if it's oil or if it includes oil and natural gas, um, but essentially that's what's driving the oil stocks. Uh, Another thing that's driving some stocks is China. China continues to get hit by COVID and they're, uh, they're closing down Disneyland Shanghai until further noticed. Um, and there's still, if you didn't read it, there's a really interesting piece on CNBC about the CEO Chapik and Iger and their, um, their feud, if you will. And it, it, it doesn't seem like a feud, but it definitely does seem like a feud. Essentially, Iger agreed to pull, you know, Hey, Chapik is our new CEO. And that happened. And then Iger said, Oh, I'm retiring soon. And then I'm retiring soon. It happened three or four different times. And Iger kept coming back, which, according to internal uh, people with knowledge of the situation, that just pissed Chapik off. So Chapik having a, a um, an issue with the uh, the the Florida quote unquote "Don't Be Gay" law um, at, at the the shareholders conference and and some of the employees that's weighing on the stock as well because he hasn't handled that. Um, he hasn't handled a lot of things. I have uh, several friends who work at Disney and they all say, um, internally he's, he's not doing very well. Um, and that's coming from all levels of the organization. So it it seems like he doesn't have a lot of support. Um, he screwed things up. He, uh, Iger, it could mean that Iger might be coming back in an unceremoniously, uh, CEO exit of, of, uh, Uh, I highly doubt that, but again, the stock is down uh, again. Um, so we've got some 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 things in the market that are going on 
um, one of the things that I did want to bring up is Mullen. Mullen again is running. Um, and I watched Zip Trader Charlie. Zip, if you if you want to Google it, he puts out a video every day, and it's usually very very good. And he does solid analysis. I don't necessarily agree with some of his price targets, um, which to me seem crazy, but. Um, Mullen is on his video and he kind of goes over, uh, that his Mullen video from, uh, I think it was Thursday, um, that I had said that I watched and it went over, Hey, Mullen needs to probably, uh, uh, issue more stock and, and shareholders get, um, j- just, it, it, it's a bad when a company issues stock. So, uh, it, it, the comments on it were interesting because he was, uh, there were a lot of people quoting that Apple's going to buy Mullen. Well, there's no reason for Apple to buy Mullen. E- even if there's a partnership, there's there's nothing that says this. And it's all um, essentially Wall Street bets. And this is a pump. Um, you know, if, if Charlie pointed out a few of the uh, the YouTube, the big social YouTubes are kind of pumping this one up. There is no fundamental reason for Mullen to run. This is 100% a pump. And when you get that dump, you're going to get, you know, hurt. It's, again, a trading stock. You can trade it. When it's got validation and, and you think it's going to make a move up, go for it. Just make sure you have your stop losses in place. And remember, if there's a, a, an actual dump that happens, you may not be able to get out with your stop loss. So essentially, what a stop loss does is, is you have a price that you want to sell. Well, anything below that price, it'll sell for. So say, for instance, you put in, right now it's trading at $342. You buy it at $342. It runs up to $4. And you say, hey, I'm going to sell this anytime. And you put a stop loss in for $3.30. Well, if it runs up to $4, and then all of a sudden it goes down to $3.50, and it halts. And that's what you're worried about is the halt. Because if it halts, when it opens back up, if it opens under that $3.30 stop loss that you have, it will immediately sell. And that's the likelihood that happens when it halts is that it's going to open up and it could open up at $3.20 and then pop right back to $4. But your, your broker is going to sell it at that $3.20 because it's below your stop loss. So that's the danger of of small investors getting caught in these. Just make sure you're careful. Make sure you trade it. Um, I I still say this is not an owned stock. This is a trade stock. So um, uh, it's number one on on StockTwit. It's number three on the Reddit mentions. Um, it's just it's again Mullen. I, I think it says the most mentioned stocks in the Reddit subforum were largely down ahead of Monday's opening bell. Meme stock favorite GameStop was down 1.6 after climbing 3.52% on Friday. Among other stocks, Tesla inched up 0.51, adding 3.5 cents in AMC and, and Mullen. So, uh, again, this is a considers a social media stock. Um, Oil prices, like I said, uh, they they they're going up because of the the uh, EU rumor uh, that's out there. Uh, I don't think these things are coming down anytime soon. I think UCO is your play. Let's see where UCO is today. It's at one sixty three. It closed at one fifty three. If I'm not mistaken, this was at the one thirty something, 
and last week we were a little less sure that this was going to run. Well, now you're sure. Uh, the 52-week high is 205 on the 8th of March. I completely expect us to get to 205 again. Um, but realize this. The governments of the world do not want that. There was a, an attack from Yemen on Saudi uh, oil production, and it was significant. So you're dealing with the, the rumor of Russia uh, being cut, and you're also dealing with Saudis maybe having some temporary production issues as well. Um, so again, UCO is the play there. Uh, Goldman Sachs over the weekend said the stock markets are moving forward are looking good. And they gave five reasons why the move, the move will go up. The first was people are just learning to live with COVID that that COVID restrictions are not there. Well, I don't know that they're not going to be there because China is shutting down because of this B 52 or whatever the B new variant is. Um, but they're they're learning to live. They're not learning to live with COVID. They're actually shutting things down. They don't have the Olympics. They don't have all of the eyes of the world anymore, but they are shutting down. That tells me something's going on there. Maybe this one's a little more deadly. Maybe they know something. Who knows? But typically what happens in China and Asia then moves to Europe, and we're seeing it in Europe. And unfortunately, you've got this uh, humanitarian crisis with all the refugees moving out of, uh, out of Ukraine um, and into Poland and other neighboring countries and throughout Europe. So you've got this humanitarian crisis. Then you've got, you're going to have this surge, and it's already started in Europe. And then it typically moves here to the U.S. So we'll see if people are actually learning to COVID, but that was their num- Goldman Sachs' number one thing. Number two is they said the Fed's aggressive plan will lower inflation. I'm not sure I completely agree. Inflation this time is essentially commodity-driven, and you're having the price of gas go up, the price of wheat go up, the price of corn go up, the price of nickel, the price of copper. Everything seems to be going up. Uh, But according to Goldman Sachs, this is transitory, to use Jay Powell's term. So uh, that's the number two reason they assume that that things for the U.S. market are looking good. Number three, they think oil prices are peaking. Uh, I tend to agree. I think, like I said, I think UCL is going to get back to that 205 level. I think it probably will pass 200 this week. Um, And that's just the assumption because uh, production is going to be down. That that Yemen attack on Saudi, um, if Europe announces even a slight ban on Russian oil, uh, that's going to hurt. Essentially, it's going to be a PR campaign. Yeah, prices are going to spike. Um, but if if Goldman Sachs says they peaked, they're probably peaking. Um, I think it was you know just not not just a few years ago we lived with uh, oil at a hundred dollars a barrel. So it, I think it's about one twenty today. Um, so we're, we're it could be peaking. Who knows? Um, the fourth is that U.S. growth is strong. Um, this may be a, a hidden one. And, and I, I do think this is a good one because if you've noticed some of the analysts are bringing their S and P earnings down, or there's talk about them bringing their S and P earnings down. If they do that, it's not as hard to beat it. And, and that would create some quote unquote high flyers around earnings. If you do see stocks where they're, they're, um, and it's, 
again, if analysts are bringing their earnings down, um, I don't include this with there was an oil company or something rather large on Friday um, where they brought their earnings down. Uh, if that's the case, um, again, believe the company, but analysts, you can kind of take them with a little skepticism. So it, it, again, I think U.S. stock market, meaning that they think U.S. growth is strong. Some of these growth stocks might be coming back. Um, and they also said geopolitical risks may fade. I'm not sure this is 100% true. Um, Putin, it's not like he's going to pull out uh, of Ukraine. Uh, it, there's either I'm going to win in Ukraine or I'm going to uh, uh, you know, all out lose in Ukraine. And all out lose probably means um, the circus, uh, which is a Showtime weekly show, had a good interview with uh, uh, Brezhnev, I think. So one of his nieces or daughters or something, she's now in the U.S. and she kind of um, she's a professor. But she was saying with oligarchs and and um, and, and and just the leaders of Russia, um, you can't lose. So if you do lose, you're going to basically it deliver a, a, a lasting blow. So the assumption is um, Putin may use some chemical weapons. Putin may use uh, um, uh, nuclear weapons, uh, some who knows. But that was her, her words. So I'm not sure I'd, I completely agree. So again, those Goldman uh, Sachs five, five reasons, um, I'm, I'm taking them with a little bit of skepticism, but uh, I think we'll have a better look this week as to whether it was a, we've seen the bottom or we're going to see more of a bottom. Uh, my guidance for you on this one is do like I did, lighten up on some of your risk. I sold the ARC funds, like I said, um, some of my high flyers that I'm not as, as confident in, I, I've gotten out of, I've got some cash just in case. Um, and I'll start deploying that one if, I, uh, if we do see a, another downturn. Uh, a couple of them that I really like are Bank of America and Wells Fargo uh, in the financial world. Um, there was, this is interesting too. <clears throat> um, Jim Chanos, a legendary short seller, was interviewed on Friday on the, the closing um, show on CNBC with Scott Wapner. And he revealed his big short. Um, first, he said, yeah, he's, he's still shorting Futu in China. Um, that was one of his larger positions, he said, um, and, and he's been completely right on that one. Uh, not in the last week, <clears throat> but he says he continues to, you know, go, play that one Futu. But his big new short that he thinks is a bubble stock is Coinbase. And Coin immediately pulled back about 10%, I believe, um, upon that news. So it was after hours, so it wasn't a, a huge, um, uh, you know, but you can see right as this candle, it moved from 183 down to 174. So it wasn't quite 10%, um, probably eight or something percent. Since then, it's recovered. So it hasn't really, uh, you know, maybe it was because it was a Friday afternoon, who knows, but it has recovered since then, um, and it's trading at 182. So if you bought that dip, kudos to you. Um, there, there's a significant volume shelf here at 185, um, supporting today's kind of uh, magnet back up. 
So, uh, you know, in the algorithm, let's look at coin in the TrendSpider algorithm that I have. Um, you are a buy at 170, and it looks like that was on March 17th. So that was Thursday right before his big, uh, the candle hasn't shown up for this morning yet, but um, it, that was Thursday was uh, March 17th. So it, it does look like, um, you know, you've, you're, you're getting some type of rebound on this. There's an ex-dividend date, it looks like, um, on March 22nd. Do they really pay a dividend? Um, maybe. Who knows? Uh, I don't know if TrendSpider is um, dividend 28%, 28 cents per share. That seems kind of strange. I don't think they do, but maybe they do. Um, I'll have to look that one up. But uh, essentially, their ex-dividend date is right there. Looks like you're going to get a bounce back up. It's uh, just above the 50-day. The 200-day is still in a negative standpoint. If we go to the daily... Um, yeah, we can see the daily, the 200-day. It's just started to show up um, just because, yeah, again, it was an IPO back in uh, April of, of 21. So uh, was it in April, April 21? No. Yeah, I think it was. But the volume is kind of decreasing on this one. Not sure it's really supported on the bounce. But um, if I were to guess, I would say this one probably hits um, 190 at some point and then probably pulls back. Um, again, who knows? There's a lot that goes into that, but I don't see the, the enormous bounce that I would see. Um, typically again, the RSI is at 59. So even if this one goes to 170 or one, I'm sorry, 190 or so, um, that RSI might get pulled up to about 60, 65, 70 hit 190, and then you're going to have sellers show up. So, um, I think, that's a good one to watch. Um, one other thing that, that I saw on CNBC was Marathon Petroleum, MPC, not the Marathon um, Mara, but Marathon Petroleum. <clears throat> um, this one has a buy, a recent buy on Friday at 7825. Um, and let's see where they're trading today. MPC. Um, two C's. MPC is at 79. The guest said that this they, they expect this one to run to 85. Um, it's it's kind of gapping up here a little bit. I think if you can get this in the $77 range um, today, it might be a little bit hard just based on oil kind of going up. But 76 to 78 was the range on Friday. Uh, I think if you can get this to 77, uh, I think you have a move to 75. Again, MPC. M as in Marathon, MPC. Uh, it's Marathon Petroleum, um, not Mara, the uh, crypto mining company, but <clears throat> which I also like uh, as a crypto play. So uh, let's see. Mullen, uh, Jim Cramer doubled down on Boeing, and we, all of a sudden we have a crash. Um, Zim, Z-I-M, wanted to go over this one, and D-A-C. Um, Zim is up in the pre-market. It traded, it closed at 84 on Friday. Um, the day range was 83 to 87, so it closed in the low range of the low part of the range. Um, it, it definitely, on Friday, it looked like it had run. Um, again, let's look at the, 
Zip Trader, or I'm sorry, the Trendspider uh, algorithm. Zim is still in a buy from 70, but you're kind of piercing that nine day right now. It's been using that nine day as support. Uh, today is the ex dividend date. So you got to own this thing and own it into tomorrow in order for to get the, uh, the dividend. So if you trade it and then, uh, you know, sell it in the after hours, you're not on record, you won't get the dividend. Uh, if you sell it anytime before uh, tomorrow morning, you won't get the dividend. If you sell it tomorrow during the day, you will get the dividend. So today is the ex-dividend date where you have to buy it and hold it. Again, this is a $17 dividend for an $84 stock. My expectation is this will move up today. There's a significant volume uh, support level here at 8470 to 84.89. Uh, so it, if you wanted to get into this one, I think you can. The problem is, again, this has had just a legendary run. Uh, I don't know that I necessarily see this one um, moving back, but it has used that 200 day. The support is for this one to continue moving. If I move this uh, volume chart on TrendSpider here, um, a little bit back, let's go back to where it was trading just around the last dividend. You do have a volume shelf here at around 70. Here's the thing. So say you buy this, say today you buy this at 87, just to make numbers simple. At 87, tomorrow, $17 will be taken out of the share price because that's paid in dividend. So that $87 stock moves to $70. You won't get that dividend if you buy it tomorrow at the $70. But essentially, there is a volume shelf here at 70, between 66 and 74. That volume shelf, I completely expect to be support there. Since it, if it does close at 87, you're going to get pulled down to the $70 range. Um, and, and again, if it closes anywhere before, between, say it closes at $80, then you're down at the $63 level. So at $63, you've got a shelf there at 64. So my assumption is this is either going to go to 87 or 80 today. Right now it's at 86. That volume shelf is pretty clear there is that that $7 difference is going to be there. If it's on the lower end, I kind of see us going back down to the $58 per share range. Um, that's the next volume shelf that I see. So you, you take your chances on this one. If we were to go down to the $58 level after the dividend is paid, um, you know, just to give you an example, let's, let's pull up. Let me pull up my uh, GOGL. So GOGL, um, I am on the actual stock, I'm negative $400, but I got a $900 dividend. So GOGL, if you were to look at this chart, and again, this is a shipper, this is a similar company, the ex-dividend date was on March 2nd. This one, just like Zim, had a huge run up into this dividend. And I think it was like a 28%. It was a 90 cent dividend on a $15 stock or on a, yeah, on a $13 stock. So it was a significant percentage. Um, but this stock just hasn't recovered. In fact, it's funny because on Friday we had a buy-in again at 1190. 
it looks like it might take off again. Um, uh, just on fundamentals here. Uh, again, if you think it's going to go. But uh, yeah, this one looks a little crazy, to be honest with you. But again, today is their dividend day. Um, DAC is one that we gave a briefing on as well. Um, the algo has, a, has us in at 91. Um, today it's at 104. Let's see where it's trading in pre-market. It is the bid and the ask are, um, come on, uh, 105, 106. It closed on Friday at 105.23. The day range was 103 to 107, so it closed right in the middle. Um, this is one that uh, they have significant exposure to Zim. Uh, I think in, in my mind, I think you buy the DAC for the, the cash exposure to Zim, but you are, you're overbought. You're at 69, seven, you know, you were just at 75. So you're at 69 on the, the RSI. Um, the MACD is making a, a slight move down. The volume levels have been coming down. All of this points to, uh, just, Hey, Maybe it's time for a cooling off period in this one. If I pull this back to recent highs, you have a volume shelf here. Um, the majority of people, if I pull this back to uh, prior to it getting pumped up. So we're going to go back to September. Uh, and if I look at that, there's a significant volume shelf here of people holding in the 70s. There's not support up here in the 90s. So my guess is that this one comes back down. Could be wrong on this one, but that's just a guess. Um, and one other big news today, Berkshire Hathaway is buying Allegheny Insurance, uh, which is symbol Y. And that one is up uh, 30% in pre-market. Um, it's been flat. I mean, this one you couldn't get. It's an insurance company. And it's it's flat, flat, flat. So let's look at Y on the uh, algorithm here. Uh, and the symbol, again, is Y. Ah, they had a significant pullback here. Um, they are down, and, and it was down, and, and wow, they bought at the right time, it looks like. But essentially, it's, it's a 30% pop on this one. Um, you couldn't get more flat than this insurance company. The trading range is between... Uh, 670, I'm sorry, 585 and 737 in a year. So this one just doesn't move all that much. Um, but again, Berkshire Hathaway's buying them. In my mind, here's what this signals. If you've noticed, Berkshire has been on a buying spree. They haven't been selling a lot. That tells me that, that Buffett and his cronies over there believe that we hit a bottom. Uh, if you remember in 2008, and maybe you don't remember, but in 2008 during the financial crisis, um, when uh, companies were going out of business, Buffett was asked to take a stake in Bank of America. He basically got them at bargain basement prices. Um, I want to say it was like three, four dollars a share. And remember, that's 40, 45 dollars a share today. So it, it's been a big move. Um, that in, in Buffett's world is an amazing move. Put that on top of the dividend that they were paying the whole thing. So he's now buying insurance company. He put into money into Occidental Petroleum last week in the fifties. He's been buying that. 
there seems to be something coming from Berkshire Hathaway that, hey, we have opportunity here and we've got cash on the sidelines. Let's buy. And don't be surprised if in his uh, filing, he also says that they made big buys on Apple. Remember, Apple pulled back to 150. Um, that was a significant support level for that stock because anything under 150 and you were getting into the um, 17, 18 multiple, uh, which is what the S&P trades at. And he believes that Apple is a growth stock and it is his number one position growth stock. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised either if the guy's buying more American Express. American Express pulled back. Um, I, I think he's a big one on that one. I think that's number one or two in his thing. So uh, those are things to take a look at. When, when legendary investors start buying in like that, you want to follow them. And, and that, that's good advice. I've done it several times, um, you know, to all to great success. Uh, Jim Chanos, uh, he is uh, known to me as trying to short Tesla and just getting burned. Uh, he was so against Tesla because of the fundamentals. Um, I'm big in his camp, but there's a lot of people that hate him, a lot of people that want to go against him. So, uh, again, Mullen, UCO, uh, oh, came out over the weekend too, just to go on, uh, uh, on record here, with mRNA uh, Moderna stock. Let's see where that one's trading in the pre-market. Remember, we got this one, 130, I think, was the algorithm. Um, you're at 181 today. So, uh, again, a hype play here. Uh, I, I think it, you're going to have opportunities to buy this back um, in the 150s. Uh, but it's 181. It's moved all the way up from its 52-week low of 117 on the 30th of last year, uh, March. So uh, you have, didn't quite hit the 117 level, but you did have an entry here at 132 on uh, March 9th. So uh, if you got in on that one, fantastic. Uh, if you made your money, great. Don't, don't you know, no FOMO. Uh, right now, the RSI is 71. It's significantly overbought. I would not suggest buying right now. I think they just applied for some booster shots. Um, this is all hype, so uh, hold out on this one. Uh, China stocks are, are back to going up. I see Pinduoduo and Didi on my uh, screen uh, going up. ARK Innovations are down slightly. Um, in my, my sense, again, I, my guidance on this one is use this opportunity where we're up a little bit to make, maybe delever your risk, um, your, your risk stocks. Uh, looking at my portfolio, I pulled out the ARCs. I still have some Rick Stoss. I still have um, DraftKings. Uh, you know, I, I have uh, Palantir. Um, I have Proterra, which is a huge loss in mine. Um, but for some reason, I still have it, but I probably trim it as we get closer to a, a kind of uh, topping a little bit because even when you're going out, you do have a top and you'll have a pullback. Um, I've got PayPal here that I probably, PayPal is an interesting one because I do believe in it. I just think, you know, ever since management said they were buying Pinterest, that's been kind of the kiss of death on that one. Um, but I do have some cash lying around my HSA. My Roth IRA has no cash, ironically. Um, my rollover and my, um, my brokerage account 
So I, I have some cash. I'll probably be putting some of that to work. Um, still have my oxy. I've been uh, dollar cost averaging on that one. Uh, so I'm down uh, to about a $58 average uh, buy-in. So I'm slightly down on that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, take your opportunities. Trim it. Trade well. Again, if you want Mullen, Mullen's an interesting one to me. Um, let's see where it's at now. It's just while we're doing this. Again, it, it's 9 o'clock right on the dot right now. Mullen is down to 336. It traded all the way up to 355. I expect to see this one pop on open. Um, but again, you have no, no reason to buy. It's actually, uh, it's RSI right now is at 30. Um, the MACD on, and again, these are short time frame. It's a one minute chart. If I move to a five minute chart. Oh, one other thing. And if you're listening right now, let me know on Twitter. Uh, if you'd be interested or, or, you know, uh, Instagram, I had some people message me on Instagram this, this, this weekend, but if you're interested, I, I can screenshot and screen record so I, I can show you what I'm looking at. If that would help you, let me know. Uh, it seems like a major undertaking for me to try and edit some videos, but I'm going to start doing those one minute videos again that I started doing on, uh, on Instagram, on, sorry, Twitter. And uh, posting them on Facebook probably as a daily kind of compilation as well. Uh, uh, YouTube just doesn't YouTube doesn't do well with one minute videos. That's more so if I just post them as a uh, compilation, that'll probably be better. But if you'd be interested in a little bit more, let me know. Uh, take care. It's nine o'clock, so I'm gonna start trading a little bit. Have fun, enjoy, and remember. Um, Zim, Z-I-M, if you want to get in, today's the day. I expect it to be up, but take your chances. I am not in. I probably will not get in. If I do get in, I'll post it on Twitter. Take care. Have fun. Great day.